Do you have an idea for a podcast, but you don't know where to start? Maybe you're overwhelmed by all the tech or you're convinced nobody will actually listen to you. Well, I'm Shauna Game. After nine and a half years as a professional podcaster, at this show, everyone's talking money. And 25 million downloads later, let me tell you the secret to a profitable podcast. It is building a solid foundation, your podcast roadmap before you launch. That's why I created the Podcaster Class, a fast-paced group cohort podcasting for profit eight-week style NBA program. The Podcaster Class is immersive, comprehensive, and insanely motivational. If you want to create a podcast, DIYing a launch is just not the way to go. In the Podcaster Class, you'll get the tools, tips, and strategies to create a podcast that resonates with listeners and one you can be proud of. Get this. 90% of podcasters never make it to episode three. That's 2.8 million podcasters who just quit. So to be a top podcaster, you only need to publish 21 episodes, but you got to make them good. So in the podcaster class, I'm taking the mystery out of how to create, launch, and profit from your podcast so you can create a top 1% podcast just like this one. The May cohort is now open for enrollment. Classes start May 22nd. There are only 15 spots open. You are going to learn podcasting with me and 14 other amazing people. You can learn all the details at thepodcasterclass.com. Use code podcast when you sign up for $100 off. That's thepodcasterclass.com. You know, I'm a big fan of enjoying life while still being smart financially. That's why I love ButcherBox. I can get a variety of high quality meat, seafood, chicken, and pork at an amazing value all with exclusive member deals delivered to my door with free shipping always. One thing I just never wanted to cut out of my spending plan is eating good food. And with ButcherBox, I don't have to, and neither do you. Where else can you get free protein for a whole year? Yes, you heard that right. One of my favorite go-to dinners is a salmon bowl. I'm not even a huge salmon lover, but ButcherBox's wild-caught salmon is Oh, so good. I make a nice little marinade, saute some veggies, cook the salmon, and throw in some weiss. And it is an amazing dinner. If you want to take less trips to the grocery store and always have prepared meat in the freezer for a lot less money, you need ButcherBox in your life. Sign up at butcherbox.com etm and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. You can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash etm. The presence of like Bluetooth technology and its proximity and cell phone technologies and wireless technologies, the proximity of it to our bodies these days is unprecedented. And so I tell people, if you're working to get pregnant, you have to recognize that that Bluetooth watch actually can create a stress signal. Bluetooth headphones can create a a massive one, a massive one. Welcome to Everyone's Talking Money podcast. I'm your host, Shauna Game. There's no judgment, no dumb questions, just smart conversations about you and your money. So come on in and grab a seat. Everyone is welcome here.
About 48.5 million couples globally experience infertility, and around 15% of couples have trouble conceiving. And I know infertility can be scary, expensive, confusing. So why is this happening? Well, our guest, Carrie Bennett, an online educator, clinician, and faculty member at the Quantum Biology Collective and Kalamazoo College, believes that you're living in a somewhat unnatural world of how your body was designed to interact, which can directly impact your ability to get pregnant. So traditionally, when it comes to infertility, doctors are used to looking at our bodies from a biochemical perspective. You know, the tests, the hormones, the shots, the in vitro fertilization, etc. And before you know it, the costs are through the roof. We're talking thousands of dollars that aren't usually covered under your health insurance plan. However, Carrie's here to talk about something called quantum fertility, the idea that your body operates on this small scale. So remember that high school chemistry class that you probably snoozed through? Well, if you didn't snooze, you probably learned about atoms, which your body is made up of. So quantum fertility says, hey, you can actually access your body at the level with things like resetting your circadian rhythm, getting the right light at the right time, experiencing nature, and so much more. The best part, these are relatively unknown and mostly free things everyone can do to increase and support fertility. All right, you've probably got a lot of questions for Carrie, so let's start talking. I was so looking forward to this episode for quite some time because this is a topic that is you know, very, I'm very passionate about it. As I know, a lot of my female friends, I've st- struggled with infertility. Um, I was thinking as I was putting together what we're going to talk about, like, I, there's not many of my friends that I know these days that have not struggled with some sort of infertility. And from what I know, uh, you know, when we're talking about infertility, everything is very expensive. The treatments are expensive, testing, you name it, we get into the IVF. It's just, uh, it's a lot of money. And I think you know, for me, what's so frustrating about it is that most healthcare plans don't cover infertility, and it starts to really separate those of us that can have families and those of us that that can't. And you know, the fact that it just comes back down to money is, you know, something that really makes me angry. But you gave me the stat that an estimated eighty-five percent of IVF costs are paid out of pocket. I believe that. So we're going to talk all about this. We're going to talk all about this world of infertility and something you call quantum fertility and affordable tips to help us get pregnant, which sounds very intriguing. So I'm curious, like, what is quantum fertility? Okay, you know, this goes into this idea that um, there are we're, we're living basically in a world and in a paradigm that is kind of unnatural from how our body was built and designed to interact with. And beyond that, Shauna... We, uh, I think a lot of the traditional paradigm for, you know, how to help someone who's experiencing infertility is to look at the body from a biochemical perspective, which is typical, right? We're going to test this hormone. We're going to give you this pharmaceutical to to update that. If that doesn't work, then yeah, we're going to go ahead and do egg retrieval and we're going to do in vitro. And and, and like you said, the cost adds up astronomically. And what there is, is an emerging emerging uh, portion of healthcare is now becoming what what I call quantum. And it's this idea that the body operates ultimately at a very small scale. So not to scare people, but my body, yes, it's made up of chemicals and cells, but what are all of those chemicals and cells made up of? They're made up of atoms 
And what are those atoms made up of? Got to go back to high school chemistry. They are protons, electrons, and neutrons. So really, we now have this emerging field of, of medicine and healthcare that is recognizing we can actually influence the body at that level. And it really is at that level that if we support it appropriately, fertility can come back into balance. We don't have to go necessarily to the, the, the measures that you were talking about that kind of become cost prohibitive to start a family these days. And so um, a colleague of mine who really struggled with infertility, uh, uh, her name is Sarah Kleiner, and I started a course about called Quantum Fertility because we recognize that we can help so many people using strategies uh, that are free and actually easy and foundational. I think I know the, I mean, I'm sure I know the answer to this, but I would just love to open this up for conversation. You know, I'm trying to understand like, why don't doctors either have this information or give us this information or, you know, give us any advice about, you know, how to use our bodies in this way, how to, you know, help our bodies uh, get over infertility, whatever it might be through, through a lot of these low cost methods. I mean, does it, does it just come down to money? I mean, part of it comes down to money. Yeah. Cause you know, it's costly medical treatments make somebody money. <laughs> um, <laughs> the other thing about it though, too, to be fair is that they're just not taught this, right? That's not, it's not in their wheelhouse to look at the body beyond basically what symptoms is one experiencing and then what pharmaceutical may be of benefit. And that's really what is in the wheelhouse of traditional medicine. And then some, then you oftentimes, by the time people reach our course, you have people who have gone through, okay, traditionally, what what has not worked for them. Then they go alternative. It's like, okay, well, what supplements can I take? What right. functional lab testing can I do? That's a whole other host of expenses. And so honestly, we've had people who have come to us after spending over $100,000 worth of testing, failed IVF, uh, you know, all, all of the extra medications and things that come with it, the monitoring that comes with it, and still were unable to conceive. And so it's cool because we have now countless stories of people who have kind of been like, okay, well, this is my last stitch effort. And really all they did was come back to like setting their body back up on the rhythms of nature, which sounds so woo, right? It sounds so woo. Um, but and, and I'm they, into it. I'm into it. And they've become pregnant, right? They've conceived and they've had healthy babies at the age of 40, 41, 42, and, and, and younger, of course, as, as well. But it's just so cool to see that just because someone has had failed uh, opportunities to get pregnant or failed IVF, it, it doesn't mean that their body is ultimately failing them. There are things that they can do to support it. All right, we're going to get into all of those GC details. But before we do, I was just thinking about this. You know, we have some interesting trends happening with women, right? There are more women in the workforce. We're also waiting longer to partner up in life, if at all. The mortality rates have risen for, for women and for everyone. We're getting more educated. There's a lot of good things that are happening to us, but that doesn't change the fact that as women, we kind of have this narrow window of time to get pregnant before we go into the dreaded menopause stage. <laughs> and, you know, nothing's going to change that, right? We have these, these time horizons. And I'm wondering, you know, are these factors really what's at play with the rise in infertility? Or is there something else going on? Is, is it, you know, what we're eating? Is it our thoughts? I mean, do you have any uh, science behind, you know, what's really happening? 
It's certainly all of those things you mentioned play a role, right? That's absolutely true. You know, you also have to add into consideration the fact that a lot of us who have potentially ever taken birth control thought that, okay, uh, after I get off of birth control, I'll just get my cycle right back, no problem, and I'll conceive. And we now know that there's also some complications with that in terms of reestablishing a healthy cycle after long-term birth control use. So that comes into play. Um, Yes, age is a factor. Yes, there's this, this ideal window of time we're trying to conceive and sometimes it doesn't work that way. Um, but also, I think our modern lifestyle has actually confused what we call our circadian rhythm and our, our infradian rhythms. So as, as ovulating women, we rely on a lot of signaling into the body to say, okay, yeah, this is the start of a new day. Now carry, okay, this is halfway through the cycle. Now's the time to ovulate. Here's the changes in body temperature. And our modern living, as convenient as it's made, made things for us, it's also put in place a lot of confusing signals, specifically involving light. It's one that I cue in on a ton for, for people who I'm working with. Um, and, and those signals, actually, when they drive chaos, they can drive hormone imbalance. There's a ton of scientific research behind just light alone, specifically artificial light at night, completely dysregulating the, ster- the steroid hormones and also the, the stress hormones. They're, they run along the same pathway. So picture someone who's just, you know, someone who's like, why am I not conceiving? You know, after work, I'm on my phone scrolling late into the night. What can I do to improve my fertility? What, you know, what supplements can I take? What meditation can I do? And maybe it's even just staring at a blue lit screen alone that can actually derive hormone dysregulation that will ultimately exacerbate infertility. Okay, I know everybody is listening to this episode, but if they were watching us talk, I would imagine you've got these really cool uh, glasses on that kind of like have a yellow tint to them. Yep. And I'm I'm suddenly feeling over here like I should probably be wearing a pair of those too. <laughs> I would imagine those are right to to help with, um, you know, all of this wonderful computer light that we have going on as we're recording. Yeah, yeah. This, so this is what I call my daytime blue light mitigation strategy, because we need some blue light during the day, right? We need that actually is a, a color from in the rainbow that really keeps us energized and awake during the day. Too much of it is really could be really draining to our body, specifically our mitochondria and our nervous system, our dopamine pathway too. Hence, I see a big connection with anxiety and depression and exposure to the light frequencies as well, that the artificial light. But then at night, Shauna, is when I think it's most it's most dysregulating for us. Because at night, if I were outside at sunset, essentially after the sun sets below the horizon, there would be zero blue light in my environment. Zero. But picture modern light, right? Modern light bulbs, massive amounts of blue light, modern screens, lots of blue light. And that signals the start of a brand new day. So instead of allowing my body to make lots of melatonin to get into a nice, deep, restorative sleep, I'm surging my cortisol again. Massive stressor right there. And cortisol, because cortisol is in the same pathway as all the other uh, sex hormones that we use to optimize fertility, you can imagine what happens when we get this cortisol surge at the wrong time and how dysregulated that can be over time. So that's why not just with infertility, but we're seeing a big connection with artificial light at night and also hormone-driven cancers or hormonal-based cancers like breast cancer, ovarian cancer, prostate cancer. And so I, I don't want to be like a, a sound scary, but you know, there's there's things we can do. So I know people aren't necessarily watching this, but my nighttime ones, you can you can you can love my nighttime lenses. They're orange. I have orange oh, lenses. Oh wow! Right, and as long as I'm wearing these, I'm not letting the light enter my eyes and confuse my brain. 
and it keeps things balanced and regulated. So I'm still living a modern life. You know, yes. Am I watching TV with my family? Am I doing this? Yes. Um, but I'm just being smart about it. So where do, where do we get these cool glasses? I mean, is this like something we just, we can just order online or? There's a lot of, I mean, a lot of companies are, I think are catching up on this these days. So people can Google blue blockers and you're going to come up with probably a hundred different options, but I would have to say buyer beware because it has to, it has to block the right range of light. And so the one, the co- companies, two companies that I really, really love are Viva Rays and Raw Optics. And you have to specifically look at the, or- you have to get the orange ones. If you think you can just wear like a clear lens and it's doing anything, it's really not. It's blocking like 1% of the light as opposed to allowing your brain to perceive its darkness or its sunset and get into those deep restorative sleep modes. All right. I will link all of this juicy stuff in the show notes because I am going to want to hop over and and buy those as well. Um, Okay. So let's get into like some of the, we've talked about some of this, right? We just talked about, about the light exposure. Uh, Tell me like, what are some of the other you know, have low cost or no cost options that we can do to, you know, help reset our bodies. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I want to start this discussion with kind of just reminding everyone of seeing light through a prism and all the different frequent, the blends of colors. One of my main strategies that I encourage my clients to do is get morning sunlight into naked eyes. Because as the sun comes up over the horizon in the morning, the colors change and they layer themselves on in different ways. And it turns out that as those colors change and, and maybe they become more intense, maybe you get more of one, maybe you get a different ratio. Those really signal key pathways to my brain that that actually optimize both my hormone balance and also my neurotransmitter balance. Does it matter? Does it matter if it's sunny out or like if it's a cloudy, rainy day? Does that none of that really matters? None of it matters. Just get outside, which is nice, right? Because in West Michigan, there's more cloudy days for me than sunny. That's for sure. But it doesn't matter. The light is still there. It's just behind. It's just filtered through clouds. But all of the colors that the brain needs to respond to are still there. And so if we can get out and we can get those natural signals, you start to see things like the appropriate morning cortisol surge. You see appropriate then distribution of the steroid pathway into progesterone, testosterone, estrogen. All these hormones we're looking to balance sometimes with supplements can be balanced with light or medications, right? Can be balanced with light. And, you know, it's really just a a low hanging fruit. I tell people within the first two hours, I can get really nitty gritty specific, but within the first two hours after sunrise, try to go for a walk, take a break drive with your windows down, you know, get that natural light signaling into your eyes because glass will block a lot of those colors as well. How do you tell if like if we're if we're doing this and we're we're starting this protocol, like how do we tell if it's actually working? Here's the cool part. What I'll see subjectively is I will see people tell me that their mood and their energy, their concentration will change and shift. And that could be within three days. I have legitimately had people who have struggled with like extreme fatigue to the extent that they were on disability, couldn't get out of bed. And and within three days of doing this, they're like, I am a new person. I all of a sudden am making energy. My brain fog is gone. Um, my motivation is is there. My concentration. I couldn't read something. I had to read the same paragraph three times to even extract what, what it was saying. And now I can read it no problem clearly the first time through. So 
it's going to be changes and stuff like that. So I encourage people to, to just be aware of where their body is at with that. Um, and so those are some subjective things. But I've also seen had clients who like more of, or they're more data driven. And so that's like, well, okay, how can I measure this? And so for those clients, they do what's called a salivary cortisol panel and a salivary melatonin panel. So they spit into a little tube four times throughout the day. And the lab will tell them where, what their cortisol level is. And you'll, I'll see people who have very dysregulated cortisol. Cortisol is this hormone that should surge in the morning and then drop. And then melatonin is this hormone that should surge at night and then drop in the morning. And typically when someone is struggling with fertility, a fertility journey or chronic illness in general, those surges will be completely dysregulated. And so you can take a test beforehand, do these things for three months, take the test again, and you'll see those curves just all of a sudden align up beautifully with how they're supposed to be. So tell me for those who are listening and, and don't really understand this, tell me a little bit more about circadian rhythm. Yeah. That's, what, what is that and why is that important? Sure, sure. So what we've realized is that in order to like the, what the body has is like this built in clock. And actually it, there's, it, it starts in the brain, right? There's this built in clock in the brain that's trying to keep time and it's trying to then uh, based on the time of day it's perceiving, it's trying to sync up and coordinate every task that the human body has to do. And so the, based on the, this, this idea that we have a period of daylight every 24 hours and a period of darkness every 24 hours, the body has said, okay, it would make a lot of sense if I really optimize certain things for daylight and I optimize certain things for darkness. And so one example is that we're designed to digest our food within daylight hours. And that if we eat after sunset, we slow the production of digestive juices. We slow the production of stomach acid. We slow the, the, the movement of the food. We really, it's really not the time that the body would say, yeah, please hunt and gather and find a huge meal and ingest it right now. Um, likewise, at night, a nighttime is reserved for repair. We're not going to get into these deep repair modes all day long when we're on the go, right? We're not going to rejuvenate while we're still moving and creating essentially metabolic damage. And so the circadian rhythm is just this idea that we operate on a, on a clock based on the light and the darkness and that we require the input of light during the day and darkness at night to sync everything up. And when we do, the body says, oh, I know what time of day it is. I know what Carrie needs at this time of day. Oh, I know it's the middle of the night. I know what Carrie needs in the middle of the night. And the body comes back into what we call homeostasis. It's just based, based on getting the correct timing happening inside of the body. That's called your circadian rhythm. And we've just all messed it up, right? Yeah. <laughs> just technology, everything. It's just everything now is like at our fingertips and it's all digital and it just, it's all out of whack, which is why I would... I mean, I know for a lot of my female friends, kind of regardless of age, like sleep is a big issue. <laughs> and, you know, our, our bodies are, are awake at times we should be asleep and wanting to go to sleep at times we should be awake. And that just causes a lot of a lot of hardship. <laughs> yeah, it absolutely does. It, and I mean, that's the thing. I think this first step is just awareness that this is even a thing that we're responding to light like that. I think when most people think sunlight or light, it's like, oh, I can make vitamin D, right? Sunlight can strike my skin and I can make vitamin D. But I think that's kind of where the conversation ends. And so it's just like this little bridge. We have to recognize that light is a signal. 
And if we get the light signaling at the wrong times of day, it's going to tank your sleep. And if we don't get it in the morning, it's going to can imbalance hormones. It can imbalance neurotransmitters. And when you go back to it, the body's smart. There's like this innate intelligence that the body has where it's like, okay, I'm getting the correct signals and now I can optimize my function. Okay, friend, I want to know, what are your money goals this year? Are you saving to buy a house or maybe a wedding or a dream vacation to somewhere tropical? If that's you, please, please take me with you. Or maybe you want to just grow your emergency fund because let's be real, life is expensive. I want to make sure you reach your goals. So you need Monarch. That's why the Wall Street Journal named it the best app for growing your savings. Monarch is the top-rated, all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. You can create custom budgets, track progress towards your financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com etm. Here's what I love. Monarch is the most customizable budgeting app. You can change the layout of your dashboard. You can go between light and dark mode. You can create custom budgets and notifications. You can set up all of these automatic rules for your transactions and notifications and so much more. Monarch is obsessed with constantly improving their product. Get this. They release updates every two weeks and they even allow customers to submit suggestions, vote on requested features, and view the product roadmap. This my friend, is totally original. Plus, they will never sell your data to third party or show you ads. I think that's really important. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it is the top-rated personal finance app. And now, listeners of this show get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash etm. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash etm for your extended 30-day free trial. I'm going to be real with you. Identity theft is on the rise, and you do not want to wake up one morning and discover that your bank account has been emptied, or you're overdue on credit cards you never even applied for. We talk about this often on the podcast, but you don't realize how much of your information is available to scammers on the internet and how susceptible you and your family are to identity theft and fraud. I know, it's scary. But now you can get your data removed with Delete Me. That's why I personally choose Delete Me. Delete Me is a subscription service that removes your personal information from the largest people search databases on the web and in the process helps prevent potential ID theft, doxing, and phishing scams. I just started using Delete Me and I got my regular personalized privacy report. (laughs) I was shocked what they found and removed. It was pages of information about me that I did not want online. Here's how it works. You sign up and provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. I cannot tell you how relieved I felt to have Delete Me. And you know, it's also a great service for your parents or grandparents to help protect them from identity theft. Delete Me is not just a one-time service. Delete Me is always working for you, constantly monitoring and removing the personal information you do not want on the internet. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me, now at a special price for my listeners. Today, get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and use promo code etm at checkout. 
The only way you get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash ETM and enter code ETM at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E.com slash ETM. Go to joindeleteme.com slash ETM and use code ETM for 20% off. In those moments when money is just not moving as fast as your dreams, Earnit provides the financial momentum you need to keep moving forward. Earnit is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. You just download the Earnit app and verify your paycheck. Then you access up to $100 a day as you work and you can leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. I honestly would use Earnin in lots of different ways, but what's on my mind recently is I need a night out. I need some good tacos to sip on a few virgin margaritas and celebrate you all helping this podcast earn 26 million downloads. Make Earnin a part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability and security. Gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earnin today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type in Talkin' Money under podcast when you sign up. It will really help the show. Talkin' Money under podcast. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank, subject to your available earnings daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. So you kind of just answered my question, but I just I want to make sure I make this like a little bit emphatic. So you're saying, you know, doing some of these things, getting the light exposure, resetting our circadian rhythm, what it does then is tell our hormones or signal to our hormones like, okay, this is the way you're supposed to operate and this is how you're supposed to sink and how you're supposed to flow and you know when I'm supposed to get my period and all of those those sort of things that just kind of like I don't know it's almost I sort of feel like it you know kind of shakes the body into like this is the pattern you're supposed to be in a pattern and a rhythm and so to kind of just connect that one step further is that there's a direct connection between the eyes and one of the main hormone centers of the brain called the hypothalamus the hypothalamus can communicate to the ovaries. The hypothalamus communicates to the thyroid. The hypothalamus communicates to the adrenal glands. And so if the, if the, if the eyes are saying, here's what the light signaling is in the environment, it's telling that to the hormone center of the brain. And again, it's going to then optimize the, re- the release or not release of certain hormones to bring everything into balance. Yeah. And let's talk about this a little bit more in terms of money. And in terms of, you know, your, your work life and kind of what you go throughout the day, I would imagine that, you know, having your body working in the kind of this optimal place is, is helpful things of like just helping you, you think better, helping you, like you said, have more energy and, and all of those things I find a direct link to our money, not only how we manage our money and the intention that we bring to our money, how we spend our money, but also like career, just whether we're able to like think through the day and, and, you know, come up with great ideas and things like that. Yeah, absolutely. There's a big connection between pro increase in productivity, efficiency of like being able to do more in less time, even right. Just being able to um, then be able to say, okay, I I can now get this task for work accomplished in 15 minutes and I'm going to take a quick light break, right? I'm going to quickly go out and sync my circadian rhythm back up. So you're exactly right. I, people see that they're what, when, when they recognize this as a thing and they try to become uh, they try to get the light signaling from from natural light into their eyes more. 
it modifies everything about their lives. It's, there's not one person who has done this who said, oh, that was a waste of time, you know, right? Not at all. And like, this is, I feel like this is a low hanging fruit. I feel like this is just, this is just like human blueprint, right? Like meant to be in contact with natural light. And now our modern lifestyles divorce us from it completely. And so it's like, okay, kick in the pants to get back outside and just to start sinking back up. Tell me about another one of the uh, techniques you talk about, leptin resistance. Um, I've heard a lot about leptin in terms of like diet and, um, you know, a a lot of um, modern kind of diets and eating plans out there talk about, you know, leptin and avoiding leptin, but it's always been a little bit of a mystery to me. Tell me a little bit about like what it is and how does it, um, you know, how does it influence infertility? So, so leptin is a hormone that is released by our body fat and it is a real, a master regulatory hormone, meaning when it, it actually also communicates to that same center of our brain called the hypothalamus. And it's one of its roles in fertility is basically to, to understand does carry at this given moment in time, have adequate amounts of body fat in order to become pregnant and sustain a pregnancy. Um, so that's a huge thing, right? Because one of the things that we do see is uh, what an extreme example is someone who is an over-exerciser, gets really, really lean. This individual is going to lose her cycle, right? She's no longer going to menstruate because the body is like, wait a second, she is burning through it way too fast. This is not the right time to have a baby. And But the, the where leptin comes in is you can be, get something called leptin resistance, meaning leptin is there. It's just not communicating with the hypothalamus. And so there's like a disconnect. And when leptin can't communicate how much body fat I have on me, the assumption that the default mode for the body is Carrie is starving. There there must be a food scarcity. There must be a threat in her environment. And so then the body kind of goes through all of the, it downregulates all the pathways for fertility because it's like, no, now is not the time to have a baby. And I could have, I could have plenty of body fat on my body, but it's just not, the message isn't being communicated. And so we, one of the, the, the main hormone that we look at, the hormones that we look at are cortisol and melatonin and leptin. It's like, we don't even touch estrogen, progesterone, testosterone, DHEA, all the other ones that sometimes people come into this fertility journey looking to optimize because we find that when those three hormones are in place, the rest of the hormones fall in track as well. They fall into balance. And so with leptin, um, leptin also is connected to the light, right? Leptin leptin has, is, is responding to the light signaling into our eyes. Leptin needs darkness at night and for us to be in a deep sleep, to be able to communicate to the hypothalamus when we are sleeping. So all of this ties together. And so that is why I, and it's free. Like we're not saying take this leptin supplement. It's like, no, here's when you have, here's what you have to optimize, right? And you're already eating food. Here are things that are more leptin supportive. And this is a leptin supportive way of eating that can really balance that out. And um, yeah, like I said, it's, it sounds too good to be true, but the number of people we've had conceived when they never thought it was possible is just a, a beautiful thing. So how do you know what the right thing is to do with your body when you have infertility? So, you know, I would imagine that anyone listening, you're probably going to an infertility doctor because that's just the, the course of, of, of what you normally go through if you can't have a baby within six months to a year, depending on, you know, which doctor will tell you different things. So, you know, they're listening to this episode now and like, okay, Carrie's like running through some really interesting things that are, you know, free, low cost. And I've got my doctor on my other hand telling me all of these other things. 
how do you know what is right for you? Do you do all of it? Do you do some in stages? Like where, where do you go? You, I always say that you have to listen to that voice that said that what, if you resonate with something, if something is like intuitively interesting to you or sounds like, wait a second, I've never thought of it that way before. I always tell my clients that they have to resonate with whichever therapy they use, whether it's completely traditional, completely alternative, it has to feel good to them. So that's number one. But number two, what we teach is not exclusive. Uh, we don't exclude out all the other therapies as well. What we're saying is maybe before you try IVF, why don't you just get all of this stuff in, in alignment? Why don't you bring it, things into balance? Why don't you help bring your circadian rhythm into balance? Why don't you help bring your leptin into balance? Because we've had clients who've also gone through IVF um, doing this and they see a higher success rate when they have all of these other things on board. So it's not, I don't think this is mutually exclusive. I don't think it's a, you, you, you can't do those things. You have to do this. It's no, whatever you're doing to support your fertility, this will only help it even further. So we've run over, you know, some of, some of your top low cost, no cost options. Is there anything else that we're kind of missing here? You know, this, okay, this one might rub a bunch of people the wrong way, but our pre- the presence of like Bluetooth technology and its proximity and, and cell phone technologies and wireless technologies, the proximity of it to our bodies these days is unprecedented. And so I tell people, if you're working to get pregnant, you have to recognize that that Bluetooth watch actually can create a stress signal. Bluetooth headphones can create a a massive one, a massive one. And so we tell people, ditch your wearables. We tell people, be aware of where you're positioning your your computer, right? Be be aware of how often you have contact with your cell phone. So it's it's just another one, a low-hanging fruit that people just need the awareness. Remember, a stressed out body is not going to be like, oh yeah, all is copacetic. Let's grow a baby right now. And so these are just little things that I think people can can do to just try to optimize fertility that they might have never heard of. All right. As we're talking right now, I'm like looking around me. I'm like, I got a, got my computer in front of me. I got my cell phone on my right hand side that my producer texts me from that, of course, is Bluetooth. I have an iPad in my hand that I'm looking at questions and stats from. <laughs> so, OK, tell me in a perfect scenario, like how much time would we would we have our phones, not have our phones or, or do we go back to the world of just kind of, you know, the the wired headphones and things like that. Yeah. You know, like I hardwired everything. So I went through my own um, health journey that what didn't involve infertility, but it involved extreme fatigue and some major issues. And I, I started recognizing that, yeah, wireless radiation for me was a huge stressor to my body. Very depleting. A lot of our, our uh, infertility clients find the same thing. And so I say, do what you can, right? You don't need to make Bluetooth in your life, a bigger stressor. Like you don't have to stress out about it all the time, but can you go back to your old watch, right? Can you, um, put your iPod, uh, iPad into airplane mode while you're in doing your presentation and just going through the questions, little things like that, just to reduce your exposure can make a difference. And then I tell people to balance it by getting into nature. We have to have some time throughout the week where we are in a greener space than our indoor interior environment. And we don't have the technology with us. 
When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I was paying for vacations all wrong. (laughs) I was missing out on miles. I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? I don't know, maybe that fancy hotel upgrade that you have always been dreaming about. Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. Nerdwallet finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. The weather is getting warmer. I'm so excited and it is time to say goodbye to all those jackets and sweaters and hello to the shorts and t-shirts. I wanted to update my summer workout wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince and I am in love. Quince is your go-to place from everything from premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless, 14-karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part of all, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Okay, I bought the dreamiest pair of workout leggings and a bright pink workout top to match. Honestly, ladies, I gotta tell you, these leggings you need. The price cannot be beat, and I feel like a million bucks wearing this cozy, workout-friendly outfit. I've worn it for like five days straight. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash etm for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's q-u-i-n-c-e dot com slash etm to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash etm. I'm sorry, but I have the best dog ever. Her name is Winnie Stardust. She is a mini golden mountain doodle full of life, and I would do just about anything to keep her happy, healthy, and safe. Today's episode is sponsored by the ASPCA Pet Health Insurance Program. Your pet is part of your family and you want to do the best for them, but vet bills can really add up. We jokingly keep telling Winnie she needs to get a job to pay for her vet bill. That's why you should check out pet insurance. And with ASPCA Pet Health Insurance, you can focus on the care your pet deserves and cover what matters most. The ASPCA Pet Health Insurance Program offers customized accident and illness plans, making it easier for pet parents like you to help your pet get the care they need. The ASPCA Pet Health Insurance Program has been around for over 18 years, and they've helped more than 600,000 pets during that time. They allow you to customize your plan, helping to ensure that your pet's plan is as unique as they are, because vet bills can really add up, especially when you are least expecting it. It's simple. Use their app to submit a claim and you'll receive reimbursement for eligible vet bills directly into your bank account. To explore coverage, visit ASPCAPetInsurance.com slash ETM. That's ASPCAPetInsurance.com slash ETM. Again, that's ASPCAPetInsurance.com slash ETM. This is a paid advertisement. 
Insurance is underwritten by either Independent American Insurance Company or United States Fire Insurance Company and produced by PTZ Insurance Agency Limited. The ASPCA is not an insurer, is not engaged in the business of insurance. I like that. I like that uh, prescription to get into the green, into nature. <laughs> um, okay, one one last kind of question about, about infertility and, and going to the doctor and that sort of course. You know, what sort of questions should you ask your infertility doctors when you're when you're in, you know, this this process of like figuring out the the roadmap for your infertility? Do you have any tips? It's a tough one, Shauna, and it's not I don't I'm not trying to throw any doctors under the bus, but they're just taught the, their modalities and they're probably really dang good at their modalities. But I'm going to let you know from experience with myself and my clients and my colleagues that when you start talking about this sort of a thing, like natural light and circadian rhythm with most doc, infertility docs, they're going to look at you like you kind of lost it. So, so my thing is just make sure that you are confident with the person you're working with. You want to have a good rapport. You want to make sure you can ask questions without, without feeling like, like, whoa, like, why are you asking me questions? You know, I always say your medical professionals, your medical team should be a team that you feel comfortable going to and asking whatever the heck you want to ask. And whether it, it's ultimately, they could, it's ultimately a stupid question. They should never tell you it's a stupid question. They should still respect you enough to answer it. There is another stat that you sent over to me that really blew my mind. And I, I kind of wanted to get to the bottom of this. So you, you said that the average patient goes through about two IVF cycles. And total cost about forty to sixty thousand. That's not shocking, even though that is a lot of money. And I know a lot of people go into debt. A lot of people, you know, do whatever they can to be able to afford this because that's that's the way we've been taught. You have a baby if you can't have a baby. But you also sent this over too. I think this is fascinating. Even after being born, IVF can be costly. IVF children are more frequently admitted to hospitals than non-IVF children. And the post-neonatal hospital care costs of singleton IVF children was nearly two times that of singleton non-IVF children. Whoa, what is that about? <laughs> this might this might make weird people out too, but there's this idea that um, uh, that's been becoming really prominent in the research, and it's called uh, transgenerational trauma. And this idea that our, sometimes we get trauma that's not ours, right? Like it did, it didn't happen to me. But think about the whole idea, the, the whole trauma potentially around in vitro fertilization, an unnatural method of conception, or all the stress that that mom or dad experienced while trying to conceive and all of that. There actually can be a lot of trauma around that. And I think no one is giving, no one is doing the research on this, but I think that really comes into play when you see the fact that these kids do oftentimes require more medical care throughout their lives. I just think it's really fascinating. I mean, I would have never thought that was a correlation, but you know, I mean, it, it makes it makes sense to me. Like, it all makes sense to me. I think one of the reasons why I love doing an episode like this is uh, about five years ago. Now, I I became deaf in my left ear, and I have chronic tinnitus. And when I went to you know traditional doctors, a lot of the course of action I got was like, well, there's, I mean, there's nothing you can really do. You just kind of got to learn to live with it, and you know maybe get some hearing aids. And to me, I was like, well, that's just not enough. Like this completely changed my life in every which way. And I like, I, I can't just 
you know, figure out how to live with it. Like I, I need something else. And it wasn't until I started looking at some, some different, different things like acupuncture and um, yeah, like getting outside and getting in nature and just all sorts of different things that, that seemed maybe a little bit too easy or seemed like, well, that can't really help you. And it, it started to do a, a lot of good. And like, I started to feel some changes. I mean, nowhere near, you know, back to where I was before at all. This is something I will just have to, you know, live with the rest of my life and, and learn how to manage. But I just became really interested in like looking at a, a problem or a situation from a little different perspective and a little different angle. And I think infertility is is something that, you know, especially if someone's listening and this feels like a little far out for them, just even that, you know, like you said, the awareness or the just kind of opening your brain that that there might be some other things. And even if they don't help you with infertility, you know, they could help you with so many different things in your life that that help you, you know, make more money, be better in your career, be a better, you know, partner, be a better mother, whatever it might be. And um, I mean, to me, that's just, I think, really exciting. That's a that's such a cool thing that you highlighted there because that's exactly it, right? We're just basically helping the body optimize its health and its function as best as it can across all boards. So I, you know, I I have other one on one sessions. I I do other courses for people fatigue, um, gut health, and guess what? A lot of my recommendations are the same across the board because what we're talking about is just foundational human health strategies, getting natural light, going to sleep in darkness, you know, turning off the artificial lights at night, getting into nature more. All of those things are just going to optimize us regardless. So like you said, I, I encourage people to have an open mind. Um, it took me a while to get here too. This was not the route that I thought I would take in life, you know? Um, but that being said, I'm grateful that I'm here. And it's nice because I do feel like these are such cost effective things anybody can do if they're willing to just have an open mind and try it just to support their overall health. I know that you also kind of had your own journey into uh, the dis this discovery of like quantum biology and all of this. You were, you were a college athlete and you know, supposedly supposed to be in like great shape and you had, you know, lots of things happen to you. And after your first child was born, you had, you know, brain fog and fatigue and all of those things. You know, how did this kind of discovery of this idea of like quantum biology change everything for you? You know, while I was on my own healing journey, like you're saying, I, I didn't settle for the, oh, this is just how it's going to be. You're getting older. You're a new mom. This is normal. I just, it wasn't cool with me. And so that's when I was like, okay, well, I'm going to take matters into my own hands and I'm going to get a master's degree in clinical nutrition. And that, even that didn't move the needle for me, right? Like it moved. So like, I, I kind of had this I, I mindset, okay, let me go, let me explore. What are my options? And so I was so passionate about figuring out what was going on that, I invested money in a master's degree and I learned beautiful things. Don't get me wrong. But again, I was stuck at the end of that being like, okay, what am I missing? And you know, that's when I actually found the work of a prominent neurosurgeon who's really, has really pioneered what we call uh, quantum biology. And it, he was talking about light and light signaling and seeing the sunrise and what the artificial bulbs were doing. And I was like, okay, you know, my, in my brain foggy state, this is something different. Okay. He's talking about something different. It's free. What harm is it for me to go outside in the morning and see the sunrise and maybe take a walk? And, and honestly, within three days, it was 
a game changer. Three days. And so, um, and then blocking the artificial light at night, I, I really had to focus on that too. And that in and of itself moved the needle so much and it was almost free. I had a really cheap pair of blue blockers, you know, that I bought at the time that was very effective. And um, I figured, okay, if this was so impactful to me, this has to be impactful to so many others. And so that's when I dove down this rabbit hole and I've, I've not come up. I've seen time and time again, how this can be healing for people. I'm just excited to share it. Yeah. I've got a friend right now, a good friend who's going through um, infertility and um, you know, getting ready to do IVF. And I was telling her that we were going to have this conversation and she was just so excited and you know, I, I asked her, you know, what question would you, would you want to know? Like, what do you want to ask? And she's like, I don't know. I'm just, this process is so stressful. You know, she's had to fight like numerous times with a health insurance company. Um, they're, you know, doctors saying they're not going to pay something and they're saying they're going to pay. And, you know, it's just a lot of money kind of flying, you know, right and left. And, and just, she's so like overwhelmed and tired. And, you know, she's like, I would imagine that so many other listeners are, you know, in that same place and, you know, really at the point where they're like, okay, I'll, I'll probably like try anything because I just, I just want a baby. And, you know, I, this whole process just feels like so out of control. I'm, you know, I'm wondering, you know, what would you tell somebody listening who's like, who's just in that place where they're just, you know, so desiring, like having a baby, but just you know, so at the end of their rope. Yeah, absolutely. And this is, that's, that's the exact person that we get a ton. And it's this idea that, you know, you have to kind of let life unfold. I know things are stressful and what we're teaching is actually going to be foundational, even for your nervous system, because the body has to be in a state of, like I said, peace to think that now's the time to conceive. And so what we see a lot of people on any chronic illness journey, but especially people, but especially, you know, if people are not necessarily on a chronic illness journey, but they're trying to conceive, it feels like it's like just one thing after the other. And now we're talking about all the bills adding up and now I need, I need to test my genes to see if my genes are a problem. And now I need to buy all these su supplements. And all of that actually at the foundational level is ultimately a stressor. And so I tell people, do the best you can and then use with, 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 with the route that you're going and use these strategies because these strategies actually compl can completely transform your nervous system as well, which is a huge component of being in a state of like, a fertility, feeling like your body wants to be able to make a baby or not. You know, I, I would encourage your friend, this is one of my favorite practices, is to have people go outside and touch bare skin to the earth because you actually get a lot of different biological effects from that. And one of them is a balancing of your nervous system. We go from that stress within seconds, seconds, we go from that stressed out fight or flight state into a balanced state of the nervous system. We come back into that balance. And so I encourage people anytime they can to touch bare skin to the earth and sky, day, sky gaze, say a little bit of gratitude, hold a little bit of gratitude in their hearts. And it's amazing how much that simple practice can just bring everything into alignment, even, even if we're still going through all of the, got to call the insurance company, got to go to my IVF appointment, talk to this, get that scan, take this test. Um, things like that can be very supportive, supportive across the board. It's just like why your your recipe is to hug Mother Earth, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, like I never thought I was gonna, <laughs> I never thought I was just gonna tell people to go hug trees and stuff like that, but I, I legitimately am. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm I'm super curious about this. 
Do you have any information? Like, what is the oldest person who has gone through your your coursework who has actually gotten pregnant? Oh, gosh, I think she was forty seven at okay. the time. Yeah, yeah. That is that is a pretty good stat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, um, and, yeah, and and, it, and we what what I do love about this too is that this isn't just someone for like this isn't just for women's health. This has, we actually have men who take the course too, because this can impact sperm quality, sperm, like motility, uh, count. It can impact so many things as well. So this is a fun, these are fun things to do together with your partner as well, so that you can like optimize each other's health as you're, you know, you're, you're kind of syncing it together. So this is a good one for everybody to do. Yeah. So it's like, you got to grab your partner in the morning and be like, come on, we're going outside, like no shoes on. We're going to hug the trees. We're going to look at some sunlight. Take a walk (laughs) in nature. Exactly. exactly. Here are your glasses. Just put them on at night. Don't ask any questions. I know. They're (laughs) orange. Just deal with it. (laughs) Well, you know, I really wish that I would have had this info, you know, years ago when I was trying to have kids, I'm in my mid forties now. And you know, it's taken me a long time to kind of come to peace with the fact that I don't think kids are in in our, in our future. But you know, for anyone listening who you know still is having that yearning to be kids, let me start that over. Uh, but for someone listening that is yearning to to still have kids, you know, gosh, we've talked about so much. Like, what do you just? Oh, what's, what's the takeaway? Like, what do you want us to remember about you know quantum fertility? About this whole really expensive, stressful infertility process. What do you want us to just walk away with? I want people to walk away with the fact that a a lot of times we're just missing the fundamentals. We're missing getting in back into rhythm. And that rhythm requires us getting in touch with light, getting in touch with nature, getting in touch with darkness at night. And that regardless of where we're at, we always have to recognize that those rhythms matter. And so does hope. Those two things are so powerful and so profound and can go a long way in helping people on their journeys. I really learned a lot from this conversation. And even though I'm not trying to get pregnant, I've started to incorporate a lot of the quantum techniques that Carrie talked about, getting light when I wake up, walking outside barefoot, not having my cell phone by me all the time. And honestly, I think I feel a lot different. I don't I don't know if it's actually true yet. I got to string together a few more days, but I do have a lot more energy. So I know that when you're trying to get pregnant and you're going down the infertility road, it's dizzying. I had a few experiences after my miscarriage when we tried shots and pills, but ultimately we just decided it wasn't for us. But it still blows my mind that as women, we are the only ones that can procreate, but the cost to do it when you have infertility issues is a lot of times financially devastating. So quantum fertility, it's, I don't know, it's interesting to me. Why not try some low to no cost techniques to reset your body, even just for shits and giggles? You never know what could happen. So if you want to connect with Carrie or check out her quantum fertility course, you can head to her website, carriebwellness.com. You can also get a free guide with all her favorite Quantumy product recommendations, including those blue light glasses that we talked about in this episode. So if you enjoyed this and you've got a friend or a girlfriend or a sister or an aunt or somebody you know that is trying to get pregnant, send them over this episode and I don't know, you know, open their minds to maybe some other things that might really work or help with fertility. 
As always, if you enjoyed this episode, you can head to the show notes for all the links to our episode guests, as well as the sponsors who make this show possible. I'll see you back here in a few days for a brand new one. Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community and of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community and of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.